Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the fulfillment of Scripture as we pick up in Psalm chapter 34, verse 20. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. So they broke the legs of the two thieves that were crucified beside Jesus. And when the soldier came to break his legs, they found that he was already dead. And so rather than breaking his leg, he took his spear just to make sure and thrust it into Jesus' side, the area of the heart, and there came out the blood and the water, signifying death by heart rupture. But they didn't break his bones in order that the scripture might be fulfilled, which declared not a bone of him shall be broken. That is this psalm referring to Jesus Christ. Now, you see, Jesus was a sacrifice for us. He was a sacrificial lamb, if you please. When John the Baptist introduced Jesus at the beginning of his ministry, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. And we are redeemed, Peter said, not with corruptible things such as silver and gold from our former empty life, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ who was slain as a lamb without spot or without blemish. So as a sacrificial lamb, there was one requirement for the lamb that was offered for sacrifice. It could not have any bones broken. And so the prophecy was fulfilled in Jesus. Being the sacrificial lamb, not a bone of him was broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate righteousness shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Psalm 35, plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler. Stand up for my help. Draw out also the spear and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. So this is one of those psalms where David is praying God's judgment and all against his enemies. Let them be as chaff before the wind. Let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery. Let the angel of the Lord persecute them. I really wouldn't want to be one of David's enemies. He really has the Lord on their tails. For without cause have they hid for me their net in a pit, which they without cause have digged for my soul. Let destruction come upon him at unawares. And let his net that he hath Hid, catch himself into that very destruction, let him fall. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord, and it shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones shall say, Lord, who is like unto thee, which deliverest the poor from him that is too strong for him, yea, the poor and the needy from him that spoileth him. And now another prophecy relating to Christ. False witnesses did rise up. They laid to my charge things that I knew not. They rewarded me evil for good to the spoiling of my soul. 
But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer returned to my own bosom. I behaved myself as though he had been my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one that mourns for his mother. But in mine adversity, they rejoiced. Now David's saying, I was so good to them. When they were in trouble, I, you know, I wept and I was there to help and all. But as for me, when... When I was in adversity, they rejoiced. They gathered themselves together. Yea, the abjects gathered themselves together against me, and I knew it not. They tore me and ceased not with hypocritical mockers in the feast. They gnashed upon me with their teeth. Lord, how long are you just going to stand there looking? Rescue my soul from their destructions, my darling from the lions. I will give thee thanks in the great congregation, and I will praise thee among much people. Let not them that are my enemies wrongfully rejoice over me, neither let them wink with the eye that hate me without a cause. For they speak not peace, but they devise deceitful matters against them that are quiet in the land. Yea, they open their mouths wide against me and said, Aha, aha, our eyes have seen it. The aha, aha was evidently a, a, a nasty kind of a derisive thing. We don't think of it today saying aha, aha, you know, as, as being such an evil, contemptuous kind of thing. But in those days, man, it was really evil and contemptuous. I, I don't know what the content was of the aha, aha, but it was something they hated to hear. It was, it was really an awful thing when you say aha, aha, you know, they really would get upset. Now, when Elisha was going up the hill, the little kids came out from Bethel. said, aha, aha, you old bald man. <laughs> he turned around and cursed him. And the she-bears came out and ripped him up. So aha, aha was a, was a bad thing to say. And, and as I say, I don't know what the whole connotation of aha, aha might be, but... Uh, they, the hypocritical mockers uh, speaking against David. This thou hast seen, O Lord. Keep not silence, O Lord. Be not far from me. Stir up thyself and awake to my judgment, even to my cause, my God and my Lord. Judge me, O Lord, my God, according to thy righteousness, and let them not rejoice over me. Let them not say in their hearts, Ah, so would we have it. <laughs> Let them not say, we've swallowed him up. Let them be ashamed and brought to confusion together that rejoice at my hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteousness or my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and thy praise all the day long. Psalm 36. The transgression of the wicked saith within my heart that there is no fear of God before his eyes, for he flatters himself with his own eyes until his iniquity be found to be hateful. The words of his mouth are iniquity and deceit. He hath left off to be wise and to do good. He devises mischief upon his bed. He sets himself in the way that is not good. He does not hate evil. Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Thy righteousness is like the great mountains. Thy judgments 
are a great deep. O Lord, thou preservest man and beast. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. Can you perceive that drinking of the rivers of God's pleasure? For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. O continue thy loving kindness unto them that know thee and thy righteousness to the upright in heart. Let not the foot of pride come against me and let not the hand of the wicked remove me. There are the workers of iniquity fallen. They are cast down and shall not be able to rise. So the psalm you'll see in the first four verses, David is speaking again of the wicked and his enemies and the things that they were saying against him. And then in verse 5, he turns to God and to the mercy of the Lord and the faithfulness of the Lord and the righteousness of the Lord and the judgments of the Lord and the loving kindness of God. And how blessed are those people who experience God's mercy and God's faithfulness and God's righteousness and his loving kindness. For they shall be abundantly satisfied, drinking of the river of God's pleasures. Psalm 37 is an interesting psalm of David in which he begins with the words, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. In verse 7 he also says, Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. In verse 8, Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Now, a common characteristic of our lives is that of fretfulness. How easy it is to fret over situations. How easy it is to worry. How easy it is to become anxious. And the things that create the fretfulness within my own heart are just these things that are spoken of here. The evildoers. Those who are prospering in their wicked devices. The fact that wickedness seems to triumph Evil triumphs over good. These things cause me to fret. And yet these are the very things that I'm told I'm not to fret over. God is in control. Therefore, I'm not to fret over the evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. Why? Because they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. The, the, the day of the wicked is short. He's going to be cut off. Therefore, don't be envious of him because, man, you know, he's about had it. Why envy a person that's about ready to get cut off? So don't be envious of the wicked. But rather, trust in the Lord and do good. Put your trust in God. Better to put your trust in the Lord than your confidence in man. God knows your situation. 
God knows your limitations. God loves you. God will take care of you. Just trust in the Lord. Don't sit there and worry and fret over the situations of your life. Don't fret because it seems like everything is going down the tubes. Just trust in the Lord. And so shalt thou dwell in the land, and thou shalt be fed. Secondly, delight thyself also in the Lord. Have you ever tried to just delight yourself in the Lord? This comes through praise and through times of thanksgiving. So many times I stop and reflect in the goodness of God that he has bestowed upon me. And as I think of God's goodness and as I look upon God's blessings, I just rejoice in the Lord. I just praise Him. I just delight myself in Him. Oh, God, it's so good to walk with you. It's so good to serve you. It's so good to know you. It's so good to be a child of the King. It's so good to have the hope of eternal life. And just delighting myself in the Lord and in the blessings and in the goodness of God is an experience that I indulge in too little. We should be indulging in this much more. Now delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. So here's a promise with a condition. Commit thy way unto the Lord. And this is so important that we come to the place of commitment of our lives and the commitment of the situations of our lives. How important that we learn to just commit our ways into God's hands. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Or the Hebrew word asa, he shall assemble it. He shall bring it into existence. Commit your way, trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And then finally, when you've get, gotten to the place where you can commit your life and the affairs of your life into God's hands, then you have arrived at the place of that glorious resting in the Lord. God, I'm just resting in you. Whatever comes, Lord, however, it's in your hands. Rest in the Lord, one of the greatest Blessings of the Christian walk in life is to be able to rest in the Lord in the midst of the problems, in the midst of the trials, in the midst of a world of turmoil, resting in the Lord. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil because the evildoers are going to be cut off but they that wait upon the Lord will inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked are not going to be. In fact, you'll diligently consider his place, and it won't be. But the meek shall inherit the earth. Je Jesus, in one of the Beatitudes, said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. 
and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace, the glorious kingdom that Jesus establishes, a kingdom of righteousness and peace. And the meek will inherit the earth and be delighted with an earth that is filled with peace. Can you imagine? Oh, I don't suppose we can. We've never experienced it. But an earth that is filled with peace. I go by the school grounds and I see the little kids fighting. Seems like everybody's fighting. So much fighting in this world. What a glorious world it will be when we live together in peace, delighted in the abundance of peace. The wicked plots against the just. He gnashes his, upon him with his teeth. The Lord will laugh at him, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword. They've bent their bow to cast down the poor and the needy to slay such as be of an upright manner of life. Their sword shall enter into their own heart. Their bows shall be broken. For a little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. It says concerning Moses that he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. So here we are told that the wicked are going to be cut off, but the inheritance of the upright is eternal. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time and in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs that are consumed into smoke. The wicked borrows, and he doesn't repay. But the righteous shows mercy and gives. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. How glorious when God orders our steps, and God takes delight in our way. Though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord will uphold him with his hand. Oh, I love this. God is going to lead me in the right path, and if I stumble, he's going to pick me up. I have been young. I am now old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor God's seed begging bread. If you're a child of God, you'll never need to beg for food. He is merciful. He lends, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good. Dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves judgment and forsakes not his saints. They are preserved forever, but his, the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. So several exhortations from a negative standpoint. Fret not, envy not, don't be angry. 
Cease from anger and forsake wrath. From a positive standpoint, trust in the Lord. Delight thyself in the Lord. Commit your ways unto the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Rest in the Lord. And finally, wait on the Lord. Mark the perfect man, the complete man. Behold the upright, for the result of that kind of life is peace. But the transgressors will be destroyed together at the end of the wicked will be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. The Lord will help them and deliver them. Psalm 38, this is read on Yom Kippur. Now David, through some sin, and he doesn't tell us what, became very sick. And this psalm is occasion by this great sickness that David had because of some sin that he committed. O Lord, rebuke me not in thy wrath, neither chasten me in your hot displeasure. For thine arrows stick fast in me, thy hand presses me sore. There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger, neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse -verse Bible study in the book of Psalms on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Psalms 34 through 38 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's thewordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD, and our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse -verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you through the power of his love, through Jesus Christ. And may you this week be obedient unto the voice of God as he calls to your heart for that work that he would have you to accomplish for his glory. In Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. The 1960s became one of the most colorful periods in American history. The counterculture was dropping out and turning on. The Summer of Love was the stage for many dramas of change, and the most popular musical group in the world was singing All You Need Is Love. But one man in Southern California was reaching out with the answer 
and the truth began to set people free. Author and pastor Chuck Smith began to share the love of Jesus Christ with a generation that was looking for love in all the wrong places. Now some 40 years later, the gospel of love is still changing lives. In his book simply titled, Love, The More Excellent Way, Pastor Chuck Smith expounds upon the love that can change your life now and forever. For more information on how to obtain your copy, visit a bookstore nearest you or call 1-800-272-WORD or visit us online at thewordfortoday.org. That's thewordfortoday.org.